heard the call to build your small business? Make it happen with a .NET domain name, the place for dreamers for 30 years and counting. Visit keepdreamingup.net for tips and advice. Whether you're just getting started or looking to grow, that's keepdreamingup.net. You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. catch that today that is actually from the University of Florida football game today that was actually a great moment uh you know the uh, Gainesville native Tom Petty uh you know the University of Florida honoring their native son uh I, I think it's pretty fitting for this week uh look Miles Garrett is back this week uh look everyone seems to you know be a little bit down here now with the 0-4 star for Cleveland look they did have the number one overall draft choice in this previous draft and they did draft the top pass rusher available in Miles Garrett. We're going to get to unveil the new toy this week, which should be exciting for everybody. Uh, I'm going to get in a little bit here about what I think that's going to do for this franchise and do for this team on Sunday. Uh, we're going to go over the Jets' defense. I'm going to give you three points on offense, three points on defense. I want to see that hopefully can cultivate to the first victory this year for this franchise. So, uh, you know, without you know much further ado, we're going to dig into this here. Obviously, tomorrow, nice little doubleheader we have going on. Uh, all you Cleveland Indians fans as well, congratulations. Great comeback last night. Uh, obviously, they're headed out to the Bronx tomorrow for, you know, a big matchup and trying to close this series out. So, you know, it's Cleveland, New York, uh, Sunday tomorrow. Should be interesting. Things, you know, a lot of things to get into. Uh, we're going to get into the Jets defense here. First and foremost, the Jets defense. Uh, actually, Cleveland's getting a break here. Uh Coney Ely, uh, you know, obviously not much has been known regular season-wise. Obviously had the tremendous Super Bowl, uh, you know, two years ago as a Carolina Panther. Uh, nothing's really ever panned out for him much Carolina-wise. Uh, you know, end, ended up in a trade to New England. New England, you know, had their look-see with them. And sometimes, like New England does and Bill Belichick does, they didn't like what they saw. Moved on from him, cut him. Uh, he's been playing well for the Jets for the first four weeks. Fortunately for the Cleveland Browns, they're not going to have to deal with him tomorrow. So we're going to go a little bit in what you're going to see as far as, you know, uh, defensive fronts here, you know, uh, each posi- uh, each grouping position. Uh, defensive line, Steve McClendon, uh, E. Brown's fan, should probably know him well, obviously from his years in Pittsburgh. Big man, moves well. Uh, when his game is on, he is a big disruptor in the backfield. He's going to be somebody to watch. I think he could be a problem if they're going to try and feature Crowell. I see Hugh keep talking about Crowell as he wants to get him going. He still has faith in him. You guys know I'm more of a Duke Johnson fan. We should probably go that route. Uh, so it's going to be interesting how Steve McClendon uh, fits into this. And he's more of an odd front guy. You know, when they go the 3-4 looks and the 4-3 because they do both do both, uh, both with the Jets. Mo Wilkerson, uh, you know, obviously a left side defensive end. Uh, Mo Wilkerson, a couple years ago, Mo Wilkerson was one of the best 3-4 odd front defensive ends in the game. Uh, suffered a horrendous broken ankle. Uh, it cost him, you know, you know, 
it didn't cost him money because he certainly got paid. His 16th season was a watch, watch while he was getting paid big money. Um, we're still not seeing the production from Mo Wilkerson like we saw years ago while he was still on his rookie deal. So, it, you know, I, I'm not too concerned about Mo Wilkerson. I think Sean Coleman should be able to handle him pretty easily. They should be able to run off the right side. Uh, on the left side, you got Leonard Williams. Leonard Williams, now here's a guy you're not going to, you know, stat scout with a guy like Leonard Williams. Um, he's the guy, as far as, you know, an offensive line coach and the offensive coordinator, they get together. Who are we going to take away? We're going to take away Leonard Williams. We're going to double team him. But even still, does his job, does what he's asked to do. Uh, you're going to have to watch out for Leonard Williams tomorrow. Uh, still one of the better players in the league. So uh, he will do his job. He'll take on a double team. He'll surrender himself for the greater good of the team. Um, as far as the fact that you're not going to see Coney Ely and you know the three four, you know the, in the three four uh, in the base they go three four. Coney Ely kind of plays a stand up edge in the four three. He goes to a D end. As far as the three four odd front, you're going to see Mike Pinnell, former Green Bay Packer. He'll probably play the you know D end in the odd front. You know, bigger guy at almost 320 pounds. Uh, when they go the 4-3, most likely going to maybe see some Ed Stinson. Uh, they could bring up David Boss, the pass rusher, as well to play in the pass rushing uh, spot there. You know, as a D end, Ed Stinson, you know, veteran of the league from Virginia, is somebody you're going to see there as well. Uh, the linebacking core, um, you know, we'll go with the outside. Like I said, Ely normally starts on the outside. On the outside starting, if they're, you're going to see an odd front and base, you know, and, and run, you're going to see, you know, Boss on the outside. You're going to see Jordan Jenkins. A uh, younger guy from Georgia. Uh, Jordan Jenkins, uh, better against the run than he is the pass. You're not going to see him on passing downs. Sets the edge very well. Physical. Tackles well. Uh, you know, pleasant surprise for what he does. Uh, you know, definitely does his assignment. Another, uh, you know, assignment-driven guy. Uh, knows how to play that role. Grades out well at the end of the week. But he's not flashy. He's not going to blow up, a, you know, a box, box score or a stat sheet. You'll see David Boss probably get some more run reps. He's probably uh, primarily been a pass rushing rep to this point, you know, pass rusher specialist. You're going to see more of him in base run defense this week, see what they have there. You know, he's kind of looking, you know, two sacks in his last two games, first two games with the team. He's showing that, you know, maybe he can bring a role to this team. You know, the Jets, they don't have a lot of natural pass rushing that's shown to this point, but Boss is shown to be able to bring that. Inside linebackers, you know, obviously you guys know about Demario Davis, uh, you know, uh, the one-year stint in Cleveland. He's back here with the Jets. Last two weeks, he has played phenomenal. He's physical. He's moving very well, pretty healthy at this point. The legs seem to be underneath him. He's, you know, showing well to this point. You know, true leader of this Jets defense. He's happy to be back in New York, and it, it's showing well here the last couple of weeks with their two wins. Uh, Deron Lee, obviously for, uh, for you Cleveland fans, you know, the Ohio State product, you know, all the athletic ability in the world, you know, tested through the roof. You know, there's plays and there's times where you see flashes that this guy can be a dominant, you know, linebacker in this league, a chase guy. But they're few. They're few and far between. He's had, of you know, a lot of rough spots, a lot of downs, more than he's had ups. Coverage ability is stuff you have to question. Uh, I think he's not going to be able to handle Duke Johnson. I don't think you'd be able to handle set the valve. I don't think you'd be handle able to handle David Najoko, uh, whichever way we're pronouncing it this time. I've learned a year and a half how to pronounce his name, and now all of a sudden it seems it's a little different. Love David, love his ability, but either either one of those tight ends or Duke Johnson, they're going to be a tough cover assignment 
for uh, Deron Lee, the second-year guy at Ohio State, who the Jets have a lot invested in, but is struggling at this point. Secondary-wise, I'll start with the two safeties. Uh, obviously, you know, Jets spent a premium of draft capital on two safeties this year. You know, first-round pick number six overall, then went right back and double-dipped in the second round with Marcus May out of Florida. Obviously, Jamal Adams was the number six overall pick. Uh, it's shown very well for these team, this team. Uh, they've played very well. Jamal Adams is, you know, he's not only just playing a traditional safety spot. He's up around the line of scrimmage. He's lining up in the linebacker spot. Uh, backside pursuit is fantastic. He's tough. He's ferocious. He'll take on blocking. He's a team leader to this point. He's showing well in deep zone coverage, better than he had shown to LSU. He just seems like a young guy now who just basically is taking anything they're giving him, and he's soaking it up like a sponge, and he's performing very, very well. Marcus May, out of Florida, uh, physical. We're seeing a lot of the physicality, uh, physicality. Teams are actually starting to throw away from him to this point already, which is, you know, kind of weird with a rookie safety. Normally you want to challenge a rookie safety, but, you know, Marcus is shown well. He's playing tough. Uh, one thing you might want to keep your eyes out for uh, he's been involved in a lot of tackles on the sidelines. Seems to continue the tackles. Uh, don't be surprised if you see maybe a, a personal foul or a late hit, you know, or extending the tackle out of bounds where you're going to see a hanky dropped on that. Uh, Cornerback-wise, Maurice Claiborne has been, was brought in this year from the Dallas Cowboys. You know, veteran, you know, Maurice has had his injury history, which is probably why he's on a one-year, five-mil prove-it deal with the Jets. Uh, last week pretty much shut down Jacksonville pretty well. Blake Bortles was only going to one side of the field. He stopped challenging. Claiborne barely even threw over to that side. He's showing very well at this point. You know, don't sleep on the veteran. And the fact that, you know, Cleveland's not running out, you know, the, a you know a wide receiver core that's going to make anybody shake in their boots. So uh, if you see the side where Mo Claiborne's on, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Deshaun Kaiser going to the other side. Other cornerback buster screen, obviously, uh, you know, no stranger to Cleveland fans. Uh, nothing's changed. Still gets a little handsy. Still gets a little grabsy. Still draws some flags. But, you know, every now and then he'll sneak a cornerback blitz in where he looks really good. Every now and then maybe he'll kick down to a slot, makes a huge play, you know, tackling somebody at five yards on a third and seven. Still the same player, just a little bit more paid. But uh, same buster screen that the Cleveland fran uh, fans are familiar with. Uh, we're gonna, They're going to be without uh, Darrell Roberts, a uh, younger guy who plays well for them. Justin Burris, a younger cornerback for them, may be out as well. It's looking pretty good that that's going to be the case, that he is not going to make it tomorrow, which means when you go into their dime package and their nickel package, as far as the third cornerback, Marcus Williams, a uh, veteran out of North Dakota State, he makes plays. Uh, you're going to have to be you know, leery of him with a rookie quarterback. He knows how to read the ball, uh, intercepts the ball well, You know, shows well that way. Statistically, over the years, that's been his strength point. Gets beat a lot, draws some penalties, but definitely can create turnovers. Also in the nickel and dime package, uh, veteran safety Terrence Brooks out of Florida State, uh, one of my all-time faves. Terrence can play the traditional single high safety, which allows uh, the Jets to take you know Jamal Adams and bring him more uh, up closer to the line of scrimmage. Uh, you know, seven, eight yards. He can you know take the back out, can take a tight end and a flare route. Keeps Marcus May in a similar spot where he's only assigned one guy or one more simpler role in zone coverage, whether it's a flat or things of that nature. Because Terrence Brooks does have the single high ability. So keep your eyes out for that. And Terrence, after week three, was the AFC Defensive Player of the Week. So definitely something you're going to have to look out for there. 
like I mentioned earlier, uh, I do have some uh, a couple of uh, listener questions I want to get to here. But like I mentioned earlier, I'm going to have three keys on offense and three keys on defense. Look, uh, one of the biggest keys offensively when you are playing a young quarterback or a rookie quarterback, one of the biggest things you need to do is give him some best friends. What is the best friend? A running game. Consistent. And look, it does not have to be, you know, 150 yards to 200 yards. It's got to be a running game that's going to keep your team in manageable downs. This offensive line is capable of that. Get Deshaun Kaiser to a second and seven. Get him to a third and three. That's what we're going to need to see. Obviously, we talked, uh, we heard some from Hugh this week. Still has faith, faith in uh, Crowell as far as, you know, he thinks he's the guy. I'm going to tell you right now. I need to see at least 10-plus rushing attempts this week from Duke Johnson. We need to swing that momentum Duke's way. Right now, he is the top running back you have until you address this after this season and get yourself a true feature back. At least 10-plus carries from Duke Johnson. If you want to give 10 to Crowell, I am fine with that. Keep uh, you know Deshaun in manageable positions where he does not have to get into a third and 12 or a second and 13. Keep it minimal. Keep it simple, stupid. Make it easier on the young quarterback. Also, Seth DeValve and David Najoku, like I mentioned earlier, uh, look, you have two tight ends here. These guys are athletic. They are good in the passing game. I want to see at least 10-plus targets for these two combined, if not more. These guys are young. Like I mentioned before, Demario Davis, we know what he is. He's a run stuffer. He can't cover these guys. Deron Lee struggles in coverage. Feature these guys. Make them a fixture. Grow with these young guys. Let them grow with the quarterback. They're athletic enough. You know, they, they can be a headache for a secondary. They can be a headache for linebackers. Get these guys minimal 10-plus targets. Another interesting one here. Uh, it seems pretty much that uh, Kenny Britt is not going to be a factor. He's not even going to probably be dressed. You know, once you're doubtful, I don't think this is the worst thing in the world. You know, Kenny Britt maybe needs to take the week off, reassess where he's at, reassess himself career-wise, get himself recommitted, and realize what this franchise needs from him. Sammy Coates had a monster game in 2016. It was against the New York Jets. Obviously, most of that secondary is not the same secondary that he played against, but there's been a time where Sammy Coates was a beast. And if you want to go to it, go to last year's Jets game. Feasted with Ben Roethlisberger, well over 100 yards, two touchdowns. Let him get deep. You know, run some deep rounds to him. Even, you know, if it's not going to work out, throw it to him. You know, get him on a sideline route. Even if it doesn't work out, if the ball ends up out of bounds, you know, test that secondary. Open up everything underneath for Duke Johnson. Open it up for DeValve. Open it up for uh, David Najoku. Najoku as well. Things you need to do. You need to spread this field around. You need to, you know, use the entire field length and width, you know, to help this young quarterback out. Uh, defensively, Miles um, Garrett coming back. How is this going to aid the secondary? Um, the way I'm going to see Miles Garrett is that what I'm probably thinking is you're going to see maybe 15 to 20 snaps, maybe a little bit more. I think most of them are going to be in obvious pass uh, situations. Nickel and dime. Can he get to the quarterback? Can he get there quicker? Can he force McCown to get rid of the ball before he's ready to? Just to ease things up on your secondary. Obviously, you're starting a rookie free safety. Uh, this is things you need to do. You want these young players to gel together. But uh, And the other thing, guys, look, Miles Garrett is not going to come out tomorrow and have six sacks. 
Let's not bury this kid for bust. Let him come in tomorrow, get his feet wet. Hopefully we see a couple of things that get us really excited. But let's not overestimate his first start or underestimate it. Let the kid get some live NFL reps. You know, when the lights are on, it truly means something. Uh, Danny Shelton, I think uh, the thing with Danny Shelton is Jets' best offensive player, like I mentioned earlier, Bilal Powell. He needs to eat up some of this interior blocking, allow these linebackers to chase down or meet Powell in the hole. Uh, Bilal Powell is definitely the key. you got to control him. He, he, if he gets loose, he's a nightmare. He can create yards, uh, knows how to, you know, obviously get loose between the tackles, get himself to an angle, run the daylight, run to the sidelines. You know, he's very good at picking, taking a five, six-yard run, turning it into 15 to 20 with his, you know, open field ability. So definitely something you're going to have to watch out for tomorrow. Also, um, can Jabril Peppers make sure that Robbie Anderson is not an issue deep tomorrow? Like I mentioned, Robbie Anderson, one of the things he does well is go deep. He gets vertical well, has great speed, sub 4-4. So make sure these cornerbacks are getting a jam on him on the line to make it a little easier for Peppers to give him the assistance deep. These guys got to work together in that facet. So that's something we're going to look for tomorrow. Uh, like I said, we got a couple of listener questions here. And guys, look, I, apart, I apologize for the voice. I had a soccer tournament today for my daughter. So three games. Uh, yeah, the voice doesn't hold up too well. But a couple of questions that, that we did have. Um, guys, first off, make sure you're following this account. Uh, Browns Daily Mock Draft, Stephen Thomas, huge Cleveland Brown fan, comedian, now residing in L.A. If you're not following Stephen, my God, what is wrong with you? But uh, one of the questions he brought up is, what is worse for Deshaun Kaiser? New, unfamiliar wide receivers each week or familiar with wide receivers who are untrustworthy or not giving the effort? Like I mentioned, uh, Stephen, look, we got to feature the tight ends, feature Duke Johnson, use Sammy Coates deep. Have Kenny Britt sit out this week, come back next week, and have him have to find his role. You know, I don't think Kenny Britt, based on what we've seen from this point a month through four games, we haven't seen enough that we're going to see that Kenny Britt is a foundational piece here going forward. Obviously, this wide receiver core, a lot's going to be added to it as it goes on. Let him sit this one out and let him see, you know, whether or not he wants to chase down his, you know, next contract for whoever he's playing for, you know, with the reputation he's had in his brief stint here in Cleveland. It's great that he had a 1,000-yard season last year in L.A., but you want to know what? you got to keep earning when you're in a spot like Kenny Britt. The only way that's going to do that is, you know, jump in here and produce. No drops, show effort, things of that nature. But for this week, I want to feature the tight ends. I want to feature Duke. I want to use Sam and Deep Pro. Also, one other, uh, you know, uh, guy named Hugo. I'm going to tag you guy in the post. So make sure everybody follow the guys who ended the questions. You know, the, uh, the at Locked On Browns Twitter account. I want it to be your guys' account. You know, this is your show. Anything that comes through, we'll follow a lot of people. We want a lot of followers. But his question was, forgetting about fantasy, is Duke ever going to get more carries? It seems he gets done more every time when he touches the ball as opposed to Crowell. Look, I this is basically if I sent this tweet out. Duke Johnson right now should be your feature back. If you want to limit him in the passing game because you're going to use him more in the running game, that's fine. You have Matt Days, the seventh rounder out of NC State. He's a solid... He brings a solid resume of pass receiving skills as well. Use him there to spell Duke. I'm okay with that. Uh, I'm pretty much okay with moving on from Isaiah Crowell. You want to use him more maybe in a goal line situation, short yardage opportunities, that's fine. 
He's got to earn his roll back here. Let these young bucks get theirs. Uh, so that's where we're at here, guys. Uh, obviously, game day tomorrow. I'm going to go live tomorrow. I'm going to go tomorrow right after the game's over. Uh, it's easy for me. I'm going to be able to get a live view tomorrow because it is a jet uh, playing the Jets, so I will have the full access. Uh, I'll be running the Twitter accounts tomorrow. Any questions you guys have, any other things of that nature, by all means, feel free to hit me up. But, uh, look, let's go Indians. Close out those Yankees. I know that's what you Cleveland fans want. A couple days of rest before you guys play Houston. But, look, uh, let's go Browns. Let's get this first W tomorrow. I think it's a winnable game. Guys, appreciate you all so much. Keep listening. Uh, you want the PFF uh, Edge subscription, You know, leave a review. Put your Twitter handle in it. I'm going to hook you guys all up. Probably pick some winners Monday or Tuesday. Uh, appreciate you guys so much. Have a great Saturday night. We'll talk to you all in the morning.